there's also some some cities here. We have Charlotte, we have Raleigh. They have some cool components. So, I mean, for me, I like like a couple of days in each place. You know, a day, a night, and then a day, and then maybe traveling that afternoon to get to a place. Luckily, you can travel. You know, an hour between destination. It's not that far. An hour to two hours. So it's not like you're in the car for 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 you know a long period of time. So yeah, I mean, I think ten days you could really have a great experience. And I always visualize the end of the trip being out at the coast where you can go sit on the beach and get that downtime and relax. And you know, we we guarantee luxury stays. We don't guarantee the weather, but we will do everything. <laughs> Hi everyone! Welcome to Now Boarding, a new travel podcast by me, Pyle Nair. This show aims at creating awareness about ecotourism, sustainable tourism, responsible travel, and a lot more. We will cover stories and journeys of people who are ecotourism specialists and those who are leaders in their field. We will also be talking to people who have had unique travel experiences, remarkable conceptual places to stay, unexplored cultures, and ancient histories of various towns and cities around the world. Join me in this journey of knowing more about travel. Get inspired to see the world and discover your inner self. Hi, everyone. Today, I am in conversation with Stephen Hetherington. Stephen is an entrepreneur. He is the founder and CEO of Carolina Experience, which is a company that focuses in building the ultimate stay experience, as they say, from mountain to coast, essentially for short-term rentals. And again, I'm quoting from the website. It says, perfect for a digital nomad, an explorer, an adventurer, and every traveler in between. I really like that bit. So I said, I have to mention it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me this morning for you and tonight for me, Stephen. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the introduction. You summarized it so incredibly well. So thank you. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned to me before we started the interview that you're from the UK. So when did you move to the US? Well, a long time ago now, 2003. So I've been here for 20 years, which is incredible for me. It feels like yesterday, but yeah, 20 years ago. But originally came, went to the Northeast, New Hampshire, Massachusetts area, then came down to the Carolinas in 2009. So, and I, I've been kind of in the short term rental kind of space, Airbnb, kind of started that in 2016, just kind of started kind of playing around with it, decided with a couple of houses and then really saw a space of, wow, this is exciting. This is a different type of hospitality. Let's do it with a professional touch. Let's, you know, find properties that could be for, this unique purpose that are not just mom and pop operated that have a professional branded feel. So, yeah. Okay. So what kind of prompted you to getting into the property business? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was in real estate, so I'm a real estate developer by trade. That's kind of what I like to do. Not really on the hospitality side. I like to, I, I like the acquisition side. I like the vision. I like to find projects and properties and you know, come up with a vision and then work with my architect team and my director of construction and my experience director on on what we can create. That's what excites me about this space. I mean, this is something that I get passionate about. Like if I want to go travel, 
I don't really want to stay in a, in a, in a, just a typical flag hotel. I want to do something different and unique. And like you said at the beginning, whether I'm a, a digital nomad CEO that needs to go stay to, for a place for a week, cause I've got a little bit of, you know, mind space. I need to go type something out and I need to get away or I need to take my family and we need to go stay somewhere. And, and I need something that's not just a typical hotel that kind of felt like a need that I'm excited and passionate about. So that's really why I got into this space. So just moving on to some of your developments and clearly, you know, we are going to focus on green spaces and the environment. So I would like to know what are some of the steps that you're taking in minimizing the environmental impact and also promoting eco-friendly practices? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a mission of ours really from day one as a company. My director of development, he is much more versed in this space than I am, but I will, so I, I won't do it justice to him, but he manages on the development side and we push our projects to have lead certification, first of all. And, you know, I'll take a step back. It's even just the acquisition side of it is where do we go and find these projects? So you know, we like to find properties in these cool, smaller, unique little towns, which is sustainable in itself, right? Can we drive traffic to those towns? Can we engage in the community? Can we bring an experience? That's why we call it the Carolina experience, not the Carolina stay. Can we bring, you know, a sustainable community to that kind of ecosystem where people come stay with us? They can go do something with one vendor. They can go wine tasting. They can go whitewater rafting, all these different kind of, you know, community events by staying with us. Also in our selection too, we, we don't just do development, ground up development. We do restoration projects too. We, we restored one of our projects, a old bank. It was the first building in, in the town of Elkin from the 1800s that we restored. We now have 14 boutique kind of condo style units that we've restored the building. You know, in that building too, we put solar on the roof. So we have solar we did clean water filtration system in all our units. So it's not, you know, we don't have single use plastics. We don't leave bottles of water. Everything is glass, you know, water through filtration, air filtration as well. We want clean air. That's part of our sustainability mission. You know, really going into the operation side too. And we, we, we try to partner with companies that have also equal sustainable emissions as us. So our uh, sheets and linens and towels. We work with a, a company called Hot Cotton, which again, they have, I mean, they beat us on sustainable practices. They're organic cottons, sustainable delivery. So, so again, we try and align ourselves with companies that are trying to do that sustainable mission so that we can provide to our customers that want a luxury, unique boutique experience, but also are conscious about their carbon footprint, are conscious about the impact that they have and know that they are also, you know, making a difference that we're, we're trying to make a difference as well. So I'd say, you know, could we do more? Yeah, I think everybody could do more, right? But I think we, we've started our first few steps in this direction and we're excited to see where we can go with it as we grow as a company. What can we do to start looking at different things that we can start tweaking and make the biggest impact, right? So what are some of the challenges that you face when you're, say, say you're working on a project and then you're in an area where do you see resistance from the community? Is that 
like something that you have seen in the past. So that could be one kind of challenge. Are there any other challenges that you have over the course of some of your, your projects you've actually experienced? And then how yes. have you overcome those? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say less, I'd say the community really gets behind the sustainable mission really quickly. So I'd say the communities that we're in are very excited about it and they they understand and and we hope that somebody else comes on board too. We can, we can, you know, another company will say, wow, I want to do that too. So it's part of the mission as well. I'd say that, you know, one of the hardest parts is, is being the you know the CEO trying to drive this company. We're startup is really kind of the bottom line factors, right? The the sometimes we get construction delays because we are putting in solar or different certifications and different things. And that kind of hurts our bottom line, our operations. I mean, we're not just buying coffee from, you know, the, the local grocery store. We're shipping our coffee in from a organic coffee vendor that we've built a relationship with. And, and it costs, you know, two to three times more per stay per coffee than what a typically another competition of ours would have. So I'd say that that probably the biggest challenge is, is staying true to the mission and saying, well, long-term, we believe this is the path. And even though we may have some short-term pain, we, we hope we have some long-term gain and that we build a customer base that appreciates what we're doing and an investor base that appreciates what we're doing. So they say, well, yes, we get it. We appreciate this. So we, we understand that the challenges you have from a, from a financial standpoint to really push this forward. You know, outside of that, it's also then just getting vendors aligned with our mission as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try and summarize the majority of our company into, into really two different, two, two mindsets. You are either on brand or off brand. It's that simple. If we're having a conversation and, and you are on track and we're getting it done and it's where it's meant to be, you are on brand. If you're not, you're off brand. And I'd say one of the biggest challenges getting, you know, our, our, our employees and then also outside vendors to become on brand, right? Not cutting corners, realizing that this is important. We've got to really do this, not cutting a corner because it's easy. Nope, sorry, this is what we do. We need you to stay on brand. So that's probably the two biggest challenges. So even if it takes longer, mm -hmm. as long as it aligns with your thinking, you're okay yeah. with that. And so typically how long would it take or how, how many days or weeks for a traveler to, I mean, not a, not a digital nomad, because obviously they would say, let's say an adventurer Mm -hmm. To be in the Carolinas, typically, how much time should they set aside? How many days or how many weeks to actually explore that experience through Carolina experiences? Well, I'd say as 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 the years go on, it's going to get longer because we plan on expanding and growing. So, <laughs> shorter trip, come now, but we'll grow. But um, you know, we're, right now we're we're at nine properties which we, we intend on growing again. We want to get to, we want to become the, the biggest provider of boutique hospitality experiences, unique experience within the Carolinas. But I would say, you know, I, I would say 10 to 14 days, I think is a good time period because, you know, there's there's also some, some cities here. We have Charlotte, we have Raleigh, they have some cool components. So, I mean, for me, I like, 
like a couple of days in each place, you know, a day, a night, and then a day, and then maybe traveling that afternoon to get to a place. Luckily, you can travel, you know, an hour between destination. It's not that far, an hour to two hours. So it's not like you're in the car for, for, for you know, a long period of time. So, yeah, I mean, I think 10 days, you could really have a great experience. And I always visualize the end of the trip being out at the coast where you can go sit on the beach and get that downtime and relax. And, you know, we we guarantee luxury stays. We don't guarantee the weather, but we will do everything. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. <it> <laughs> <laughs> I know the weather can never be guaranteed any, any, anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Okay, I also wanted to ask you about the benefits of purchasing carbon offset credits. Mm -hmm. The two things again, one is what exactly does that mean? And then of course, what are the benefits of it? Yeah, so so this is slightly out of my wheelhouse. This is definitely in, in my and John John's on my team's wheelhouse. He drives this initiative, but from a high level, you know, it's, it's, it's giving a program where we can purchase these credits and do good in a different area of the world. So from my understanding, we are offsetting our credits to a program where we're redeploying into replanting trees in far, you know, to, to rebuild forest areas. We do that through a, a vendor that we've got that program how do we stack up against a typical hotel? So are we higher? Or are we lower? And we came out, we were lower. So that's great. We're like, okay, we have a lower carbon footprint, which makes sense. And then we said, okay, how can we deploy a portion of the stay? We can, we take a, 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 a small fee of that and we put that towards carbon offset. And then we put that into a program, which pays to, again, you can, you can pay into many different things, but all one was to rebuild forestry in South America through the program and I'm forgetting the name of the program. So I, I no, apologize. That's, that's fine. No, that's fine. At least it, it, it explains what it is mm. that you're doing and how you're using that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, I mean, you've actually answered a lot of the questions that I had researched and I was going to ask you, but as you were talking, you were now thinking, <laughs> okay, I was going to ask Steve this, but he's already <laughs> answered it for me. So mm -hmm. anything that, you know, you've talked about community engagement, you've talked about how you collaborate with local communities and, and local businesses and how they are very encouraging of you and, you know, what you're trying to do in terms of the sustainability space. So is there anything that you would like to share in terms of what others should be mindful of when they want to set up a business like this? And that's one. And two is why they should be doing it. If they're interested, what is it that kind of should push them forward? to do it yeah yeah it's a great question i mean i think first of all if, if you're not passionate about something then you're 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 likely going to fail so if you don't have that passion and and the reasoning behind why you want to do it that you need to really think that why you want to do it and and 
Uh, for me, that's, that's something I wake up daily excited about this program, like what I want to do. It's a space that excites me. So I think if somebody's looking into this business, I think you know inside that this is exciting. Like you, you, you go to the projects, you're excited about it. When you're when you're finding a site, it's exciting. When it's operating, you're excited. Like I love just going and visiting projects that are open and just meeting with the people on the site, just experiencing it. Right. You know, I think you know, going to your first question too, I think that the the hospitality world is changing. I think with 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 AI coming into play now, like things are moving at a rapid pace. I think we're going to see information move so much quicker, you know, than what it did. I mean, you know, I remember we had the flip phones and we would get a text message that was, <laughs> now yeah. it's, it's not even, we don't even know what that means now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that we're going to strive more and more to have a meaningful experience when we do travel. We're going to strive to, you know, have multiple experiences. Like, I love the fact that I can go away with, with my family. I can take my laptop. I can take my family. And I can I can do all the things I need to do in a four-day period. I can, I can work, which is necessity. I need to, you know, pay the bills, right? I can spend time with my family. I can explore. And it can be an adventure. And I can get that done. And I don't have to get on a plane and fly and I can, I can jump in my car and I can do it in two hours time. So I think, and I can do that more frequently now. And I think providing that is going to be providing more of those kind of stays is going to be some, is going to be high demand if it's done well and people experience things versus it just being a, this is a place I sleep in and this is just a bed. And I think we've got to change our mindset. Also, in I guess uh, ticking off that, I yes. I was there, you know, without yeah. actually experiencing it and and being aware of, you know, like you've mentioned all the different things that you have made an effort with, whether it's solar panels or, you know, the the different with the linen, with zero plastic or, you know, single use plastic, all of that for travelers who went they are there to actually be aware of their surroundings and mm. to understand that, yes, this particular project or property or boutique hotel or wherever they are staying has actually made the effort and is working towards sustainability and, you know, reducing the carbon footprint. So whereas there was a time when people would, like you mentioned, you know, just go into a hotel and, okay, mm -hmm. I've been to the hotel, I move on without yeah. really experiencing it. Just, and I, I believe just because you want to take off and say that, okay, I was there uh, yeah. and talk about it, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I think it's different. You're absolutely right that the awareness is very, very different from what it used to be. Yeah, we, we move so fast now. I think we need to focus on slowing down when we need to slow down, right? Like yeah. we need to take moments to take some breaths, slow down, enjoy that, you know, morning cup of tea for me. It's coffee for a lot of people, but yeah. enjoy that, you know, center, your relax. Your English, it yeah. <laughs> your morning <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> you know, and then move on with your day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
I think staying true to your mission, right? Like it, it could have been really easy for us to kind of X some things. Like I said, it's, it is hard financially right now. We hope to see that we align with people that value what we're doing so that our guests say, yeah, you know, I appreciate that you are doing this. Therefore, I value that. The same with, you know, as we, we look to bring new investors into as we grow, hey, we appreciate what you're doing. We value that. So I think, you know, staying true to your mission and, and aligning with people that also value your mission is important and, and just persevering through that to stay valued, right? And, and see your value, so. Yeah, absolutely. And as, are you going to also move away from the Carolinas or you're just going to focus with creating and developing more projects within the Carolinas? Well, a primary goal, so I'm, I'm a long-term visionary, so I, I got to be careful what I say, but yeah, I, I, we, right now we have the Caroline experience. I, I have trademarked a few more experiences. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, okay. We'll see where that yeah. goes, but yeah, right now we have the Caroline experience. We, we're going to focus on that for the next couple of years, but you know, my, my vision is that this could, this becomes a, a, a you know, a hospitality, you know, way of life. For it's it's somewhere in the white space between the flag hotel and the mom and pop kind of operator. This is just a, a unique, you know, boutique experience that's just a little different. Brilliant! Thank you so much, Steve. I really enjoyed, and I'm I'm so fascinated with your background, and it clearly looks like it's a beautiful morning. Yeah, so this is my backyard right here. Yeah. Oh, it's your yeah. backyard. Wow, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if I could show you my backyard, of course I can't because it's it's like 10 30. Yeah. But I live very close to a forest. And oh, wow. yeah. So I mean Singapore, I don't know if you've been here, but uh Singapore is very, very urban, but at the same time, there's so much greenery and you know, you, you can still be very, very close to nature because there are lots of nature reserves all over within the city. And wow. it's, it's, and yeah, and I mean, you know, I go for a walk and on a trail, I could encounter, I not could, but I do encounter monitor lizards or monkeys, or I mean, I've fortunately wow. never seen a, a python or a cobra, but <laughs> <laughs> people do. So, <laughs> I think it's it's so important to be close to nature and it's so important that people like you are creating these experiences and and I'm I'm looking forward to the other experiences that you're not going to talk about just yet but <laughs> maybe you'll have to have me on again yeah uh, absolutely absolutely yeah. i'd love to <laughs> i'd love to so this was so lovely thank you so much for talking to me steve and you have a great day and we'll speak to you again soon great thank you hope you enjoyed this episode of now boarding a travel podcast check out other episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts and of course don't forget to share your thoughts with us. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes only on Now Boarding, a travel podcast.